Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This episode was recorded prior to the SAG after strike. Flaky Biscuit is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Flaky Biscuit, where each episode we are cooking up, you already know what it is, delicious morsels of nostalgia, meals and recipes that have comforted and guided our guests to success. I got a big smile happening in front of me here, so that makes me feel good. These recipes, I hope y'all are also making at home maybe giving me some advice on what I could do better. Where did I go right or wrong? You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't perfect. I try to be though. Today, (laughs) we have a very, very, very funny and amazing guest. So excited to have this talented actor and pretzel maker (laughs) on the show. I feel like we about to nerd out about dough. He's received major respect in the acting world and currently stars in Netflix's Never Have I Ever and the upcoming Peacock John Wick prequel. Oh series. yeah! Wow, the Continental. <laughs> Thank you. You said it much better than I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Please welcome. It seems like my new best friend. Yes, I think that's what we're called, besties. Adam Shapiro. Thank What's you. up? Thank you for coming to Flaky Biscuit. Thank you for getting flaky with me. Thank you. Are you kidding me? I've I- done a couple podcasts. <laughs> Nobody's ever made me food before. <laughs> Nobody makes me food. Katie doesn't even make me food at home. She's. I'm the make. I'm the food maker. <laughs> you're the, you, you're the, hey, when you, you're a food maker, everybody just expects you're the one. Now I do cook Bridget three meals a day. I'm not gonna lie. Amazing. It's kind of wild, but it's. Uh, I love to do it. You, it's not I, like forced upon When me. you love to do something, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, and so 4,000 pretzels for the Oscar wasn't forced? It was a little forced. <laughs> I mean, 4,000 pretzels for the Oscar. First of all, it might have been the most fun 48 hours of my life. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. And like just stepping back, basically, Jimmy Kimmel 
is one of our favorite customers, and he orders these pretzels all the time. <laughs> so two and a half years ago, I I made pretzels in my kitchen, and I wrote a little bit note to Jimmy Kimmel on a bag, and I said, yo, Jimmy, enjoy these. And then, you know, two and a half years later, I get a, a phone call from him saying, do you want to put 4,000 Chappy pretzels under every seat at the Oscars? And I was like, yes. Wow. And he's like, what will that cost us? I said, I just want to go <laughs> with my wife. Yeah. Go on the red carpet. Do it up. Damn. And we did. And 4, it was 000. unbelievable. I delivered them all to the theater. We put them on, on under all the seats. I was supposed to just deliver them, leave, uh-huh. and come back in my tuxedo. Uh-huh. But once I realized I was like in the theater. You just couldn't help yourself. I was like, I'm staying. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. So I was helping all the production yeah. assistants put them under the seats. It was amazing. It I was can, amazing. I can feel the pretzels flowing through your blood. It's my like, favorite. It, it's can, part of me. I grew I, up in Philly. That's how That's how it is in Philly. <laughs> I cannot wait to dive into the ins and outs of how this even occurred. Absolutely. But before we get into pretzel land, yeah, first there first. is another food item we got to talk about yeah. and I'm preparing for you. And I want you to let our listeners know what is the nostalgic meal that I made for you today? I am so excited about this, first of all. And I know I was like, you know, people probably come on the show and they like their nostalgic meals might be like a little bit loftier than yeah. what I think. But like I love street food. Yeah. I lo- I'm like a connoisseur of the lower level of cuisine. Absolutely. That's my shit. Sometimes the lower level is actually the higher this level. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I you- go to a fancy restaurant. I'm like, can I just get like a... I don't know, fries? A McChicken? Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> and so I grew up in Philly going to this place, Roman Delight. Roman this Delight. This was our pizza shop in Abington, Pennsylvania. And they had these things, pizza fries. Mm. And I grew up eating pizza fries. And when I left Philly and I and I went to college and then I moved out to L.A., I just realized how regional that food item was. Yeah. I always just thought that, like, Anywhere that would have fries would have pizza fries. I never really, even though it seems like a simple concept, right? Like pizza stuff on fries. I never heard of it. I'm I'm from the South and I've been living in New York and I still haven't really heard of it. This is what I mean. And I don't know the origins. I actually don't know much about it. I just know that the pizza fries would come and my family net, unlike the pizza itself where, you know, you put out the plates and everybody gets a plate and everybody gets their salad and their pizza. When it came to the pizza fries, it was just, here's four forks. We wouldn't cut a piece of it out and put it on a plate. Mm -hmm. We would share the container. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about that type of food when you're, you know, I love traveling to countries where it's like, oh no, just dig in, you know, with yeah. your hands. Yes. We're all eating out of this one plate. I'm you trying know? to eat, man. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to wait around for, for some sort of formal service. And all that. We ain't got time for that. I love sharing. That's one of the things I love about Philly pretzels is that they are meant to be shared. They're baked together. Mm-hmm. They're literally connected. Pull them apart. That's... And you pull them apart and you share them. And to show up with one Philly pretzel somewhere no, would be unheard you gotta, of. You got to bring the whole tray. Yeah. And, that, and that's similar to a pan dulce in Honduras called semitas. Semitas. Um, some people might know them as Mexican conchas, but semitas, sometimes you want to let them touch when they bake. Yeah. So that when you, you pull up with one semita and people will be like, what you brought? What are you doing with brought one? one? You brought one semita de yema. I there mean, is something know. when you bake something together too, like like brownies or, or whatever. Moisture. Moisture. It, and they sort of keep each other's integrity. They're up. like a family. You know what They're I mean? They're like a little family of They like, lift each other up <laughs> so your sides aren't falling. Yes. They're being held up. Mm. Much like Philadelphians, we, we stick together and we hold each other up. You were saying you didn't know the origin of pizza fries, actually. And I th- apparently, apparently, Southampton, Pennsylvania. All right, there was literally a- Pennsylvania. Yes, 
pizzeria owner of uh, Maggio's or, or Maggio's maybe. Maggio's um, Pizza in Southampton? Apparently, homie, Michael S., pizzeria owner, about 40 years ago, decided to just start doing it like that, man. And, what? And, and must have just kind of spread over the state. And it's you know not I mean? that far. I mean, I'm... How far is that from Philly? I don't know. Nothing Close. Like Close? Yeah, that's that's like southeast Pennsylvania. Well, there you go. We I mean, might have to take a little road trip to see if Mag- to Mag- Maggio's. Maggio's still around. We're going to have to go to Maggio's, man. And We're going to have to go to Maggio's. Get the OG pizza fry. I'm surprised I never ate at Maggio's because Maggio's is a 10-minute drive from, from my your, high school. From your Really? Yeah. Damn. So pizza fries is also in your blood probably. Wow, what's I first, didn't realize exactly how regional it was. <laughs> this is some of the most regional wow. you can, you know what I'm saying? When's the first time you had it? Did they serve it at your school lunch? No. No. No, pizza fries were only available at the pizzerias, and a lot of the cheesesteak places in Philly mm-hmm. have pizza mm-hmm. fries, too, because they have fries with whiz, mm-hmm. and yes. a lot of times they would then also have pizza fries. I've only found one place in Los Angeles that does it, and they crush it damn oh shit what they call Rocco's so in pizza fries like what do you taste when you eat well like what's the mark of a good pizza fry I mean the ratio to because instantly once you start making pizza fries depending on how fresh you're getting to eat them Mm you're going to be sogging up those fries. <laughs> and, uh, That's one of the tough parts about pizza fries. This is what's going through my head right now. I'm like, at certain point, I got this do going this, on. I got to go it out of the oven. I got Nick. He's the sous chef. He's going to have to run out and do something at okay, some point. Okay, Nick. Um, listen. No, you're right. That's one of the things about what I taste when I taste a pizza fry. The cheese is great. And then you can get creative with the sauce. Yeah. At my pizza shop, it was always the pizza sauce. The kind of pizza I grew up with in Philly, the sauce was not the star, mm-hmm. right? This was, was it not... like a sugar, like sugar type thing. Yeah, it wasn't like you know an Italian pizza where fresh crushed tomatoes type. Yeah, thing. Gotcha, and gotcha. like and like there's just a little blobs of cheese sort of spread out on the pizza, and the sauce is a little bit more of a like afterthought. A, of yeah, this is like <laughs> this is like a very cheesy pizza. So like I never really tasted the sauce Good. like I did when they put it on the pizza fries, and they had great sauce there. All right, beautiful. The reason I'm so excited about this, and I'll just go ahead and be up front. So we we just got here. I got here. I'm doing my prep, and I'm like, where's the sauce? I made a sauce. Made I made a, a really nice sauce with crushed tomatoes and all that, but I forgot it. Hilarious. I ran across the street to that random pizzeria, though, and I bought a pint of their sauce. So this that, is amazing. That's, re- that's real facts. That's real facts. I ran across the pizzeria, and, and I was like, hey, is there any chance I could just buy some marinara? And the guy's looking at me. He's like, no. And I was like... I'll pay $10 for it. He's like, okay. And that was it. This, so I got you some pizzeria sauce for th- it. That's, I mean, that's all I could ever expect. I, I didn't taste it, though. So, and, you know, this is L.A. I'm just playing. Uh, no, it's good. <laughs> well, it's, and it's Hollywood, too. <laughs> I know. It's like deep Hollywood, like stars mm-hmm. Hollywood. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to get these pizza fries Holy assembled for shit, you because I'm going to so do them fresh good. for you. All right? Hungry for more Flaky Biscuit? Stay tuned. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com all right, all right, let's just jump back in. Pizza fries coming in hot. My God. <laughs> Look what kind of fries you used. <laughs> all right, all right, hold on. Let's really wait a minute. Let's, first let's... of all, oh, I'm so glad we photographed this show and film it too because. <laughs> Talk to me. The pizza fries have just been placed on the table. <laughs> and the first thing I notice is that they're like waffle fries, <laughs> which is a genius idea <laughs> because it creates more structure and vehicle for the pizza toppings. It, 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 I, in my head, was like, well, there's only one vessel for this. Yes. That might be appropriate. I've Talk never had it that way. So it's pretty hot. So we're oh going to let God, it cool for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, it smells amazing. It's really hot. All right. We're going to let that cool for a few minutes. I got a little. Fresh parm shaved, a little fresh basil, a little oregano for the I'm topping. I'm taking my own pictures yeah, right I now. Do, man. Okay, all right. You mentioned that you had a personal relationship with pizza fries and that there was a pizzeria close by. Talk to me a little bit about like the first bite you ever took of pizza fry, like that first moment where you realized it was it was a nostalgic thing. You were like, holy, holy shit, this is like part of my life. Yeah. Well, I can't remember my actual first bite of a pizza fry. The was first memorable moment. But the first yeah. moment that I was like, oh, man, I think was the time I came home from college mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> and hadn't had pizza fries in, I don't know, maybe three months. Yeah. You know, my first three months as a freshman at University of Maryland. And this shit would be good. Three months had you feeling like you were feeding That's what for I mean. Like, <laughs> That's what, like, I didn't realize, like, how often I ate it and also how that, that it wasn't available in other places. And so then I got married and I, like, brought my wife back to Philly. And I'm like, you got to try these pizza fries. Yeah. You know, it's like they slowly started to realize how much of a personal sort of relationship I had with this. And so when we when I was emailing with you about coming on the podcast, I was like, this is kind of the perfect item to yeah. choose. Yeah. I really hope I can bring you back to that because I'm gonna probably start making these often. Yes, <laughs> I, like, I love after that. After what just occurred, I did, this is my first time making them like right here, right now. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, how have I not been doing this? You know what I mean? To my listeners, I like to call out exactly what I just did, and then we'll dig in. All right, because yeah. we don't want it to get like cold. You know? No. Right? So very, very simple. Although cold pizza fries aren't bad. I figured a pizzeria, and like you know, maybe the pizzeria is doing freshly hand cut potato fries. I was like, you know, they're probably coming from the brown bag yep. and getting deep oh, fried. For sure. You know, like so, I'm not gonna make a recipe where I'm hand cutting potatoes for a pizza fry recipe. So yeah. I got waffle fries, as you've already pointed out. And that idea came from sheet pan nachos. In my head, <gasps> of course. You know, the best way to make a nacho plate is on a sheet pan where each chip can get a good like ratio of oh, topping. So I'm all I, about that ratio. I was in the store and I almost got the crinkle cut regulars and I was like, no, no, no. I see the waffle fries is going to provide like a perfect little pizza in each this bite. That's what I'm talking about, like I, a nacho. So as we oh, talked about- Oh, that's when your history comes <laughs> that, into play. That's what I'm saying. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I did make a sauce from scratch and it will be in the recipe, but you feel free to go to your local pizzeria and ask them for some sauce, or as Bridget would say, some sauce. Yeah, um, sauce. The, Long Island style. <laughs> I did, she from Long Island. I did uh, crush them marzano, some, you know, ni- crushed nice tomatoes, added yep. some salt, did, you know, did the whole thing. I spiced it well. It was, I stirred it, I cooled it, and then I forgot it. So I went to the pizzeria across the street. Yeah. I got some fresh mozzarella here, some yeah. pepperoni, and some basil, parm, and dried oregano. So. Let's dig in and uh, please let me know. And in true pizza fries fashion, there is no forks. separate plates. No, here. there's we're not. Just sharing we're just gonna forks. be we're gonna be savages right now. I'm gonna get it all up in here. Gee. Oh shit, that's too much. I gotta redo my. You already have a better technique than me. I'm like struggling to use the fork. What's happening? Yo, <laughs> yo, what do you taste? Wowzers. <laughs> This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? Mm. It's so comforting. Mm. It is technically listed on menus in Philly as an appetizer or mm-hmm. a side, which is hilarious. Yeah. Because it's its own meal. That's an entree. That's an entree. That's a straight. That's the whole thing. It shebang. actually took me a long time to kind of order it as an entree. Like, even when I order it from Rocco's on Ventura. Mm. This sort of guilt comes over me, and I always like also get wings. <laughs> I'm like, I can't just postmate pizza fries. No, like I also have to like put an entree. As if someone at Rocco's is going, this, this- animal. <laughs> he how- just postmated the pizza fries. How dare he? Wait, tell me about the. Is this a pepperoni on top? That's pepperoni on top. When you ate it growing up, was there pepperoni or was it just cheese and sauce? Is this cheese and sauce? We never um, had pepperoni pizza fries. Hmm. I never want. Them without pepperoni again. I mean, what what were we doing? I don't know. I feel like they probably had it on the menu, but I'm sure you can get. Uh, you know what? I sometimes there's like cultural things that are passed down. It wasn't a rule in our house, but we just like never got pepperoni on pizza. Mm-hmm. You know who does great pepperoni on pizza? Detroit style pizza. Yo, Detroit style pizza is out of control. You can't swing a cat 
without hitting that pepperoni on a destroyer. It is like like so many little roni cups, man. Like they're so and they're perfectly cuppy. Yeah, and they have a little hot oil in them. Yeah, not too much oil. Not too much, but just a little. When it gets too oily, you'd be like, "Yo, I ain't even really trying to eat that." Oh, I've gotten a Detroit style pizza once that I like poured down the drain before I ate it. It was there was so much oil on it. <laughs> I want to get a little more detail about what you tasted exactly. How do, how do you think the waffle fries did in place of regular fries? And then finally, I need to know if I'm bringing you back to that nostalgic moment. I have chills right now. So yes, you're bringing me back. I'm having a visceral, physical reaction to this, not just in my stomach, but like on my, look. Look at the chills on my arm. That's what I'm talking about. My hair is standing up on my arm, (laughs) and I'm a little emotional. That's how I get around food. I either get kind of teary-eyed or I dance. That's what my wife says. I'd like to see you dance right now. Can you do a pretzel fry dance for us? The dancing usually happens for desserts, like when they're like, Mm. oh, we actually have a uh, special tonight. Mm. Uh, It's an Oreo cheesecake, and then just immediately you'll just see me like, <laughs> okay, I guess. Or kind of a pop and locking kind of vibe. It's awesome. How's the I think cheese it tastes ratio? So good. How's, how's the cheese it? ratio is perfect. Is there seasoning already on the on the waffle fries? Yes. Like the bag says seasoned waffle fries. Seasoned waffle fries. fries. <laughs> yes. yes. So that's interesting too, because like it has a little bit of a kick, doesn't it? Yeah, and it almost makes me like think like. There could be more seasoning on the fries. There could be more seasoning. You could do on the... like a Cajun That's what you fry. Totally and I don't know how they seasoned that sauce, but it had a bunch of speckles of stuff in it. All right, he's going in for bite three. It looks like we were able to take you back. The recipe for these pizza fries is on Shondaland.com oh to my, my listeners God. out there. There's it pizza is... fry recipes on Shondaland.com. <laughs> this is literally the merging of my worlds. Yes. Yes. Pizza recipe. Shondaland.com. Shondaland. You're in the Shondaverse right now. I was killed on Grey's Anatomy. I was killed on Scandal. <laughs> Shonda usually kills me. Now she's providing me pizza fries. My recipes. pizza fries are not oh, not going to kill you. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> this is going to be a real fun recipe for y'all. Make sure you tune into to the website. Get on Discord. Let's chat about it. What kind of fries y'all using? Are you doing hand cut fries? Would hand cut fries even work for this? I don't think so. Definitely not shoestring. Don't don't even no, bring not don't, shoestring. E- don't even bring me a shoestring fry. The like, only thing ever. you could do is sh- if you were to do shoestring, I think you would have to mix up the cheese and the fry mm-hmm. and create like almost like a lasagna where Bruh. the where the cheese is wrapped around the shoestring fries and so you could almost cut it like a lasagna. Okay. That's some But if you're just going to do a layer of shoestring and then put pizza toppings on top it it wouldn't work. It's going to be an absolute catastrophe. (laughs) Um, All right, so (laughs) he's still eating by the way. What about curly fries? Could you do curly fries? Curly fries I think curly fries are very there's a lot of potato in them and I think it would mess up the ratio between the the uh, unless you extend them out and then layer in while they're extended and that would oh also God, make like, them crispier like a spiral baked like potato like a spiral baked potato <laughs> exactly yo there's a lot of potential here we might have to make some deviations for the recipe steak fries would be interesting like, like thick cut the only problem with steak fries is soggy, if they huh? get soggy. They, no, no. So, yeah, yeah, we no, already no, no. We already know. No, we ain't, fuck, we ain't, a, fuck we, a steak fry. Fuck steak fries. Yeah. Steak fries or wedges. Are they not the same thing? Yeah, they're like the same thing. Fuck them. Thick. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. No, we don't play that. No, thank you. All right. You've been chomping at the bit to talk to me about pretzels. We talked a little bit about things. I'm dying to know. I mean, you I just, got sauce on the microphone cover. If, I if the microphone cover didn't get sauce on it, were you really, <laughs> we're were you really, were you really eating? Were you really eating? No. Talk to me about this, right? So we're in the pandemic. Such a mess. And 
you're an actor, right? You've been doing I, I acting am. things. I am. But all of a sudden, you're making pretzels. Yes. So what the? How is the gap? Be like what so, happened? Unlike you, I am not a genius chef. I don't have that much experience with food. I love clearly. I'm obsessed with food. Mm. I've always been like that my whole life, and I do feel like something happened not just to me but to a lot of people and i and i hear from people all the time on instagram that kind of did similar things to shappy pretzel where they send me a dm and they're like dude i've been following shappy pretzel since 2020 since lockdown and i did the same thing with cupcakes i did the same thing with dim sum i did the same thing with detroit style pizza right. ice cream like and i think you know we all had the same story which is like we were all freaking out <laughs> and we all needed comfort yeah and it was like, not just like the normal comfort food, right? Where you're like, oh, I'm kind of losing it right now. I have a very stressful week. I'll just go with whatever comfort food mm. I can find. Mm. This was like, no, I need the comfort like food. Like deep state. The one that yeah. came from my town yeah. when I grew up. Like this shit's not going to work. I can't just do an LA donut store on the corner. No. I need yeah. the thing I had in Philly growing up, like the deep deep-rooted, emotional Thai food. At the time, Albie, my son, was two years old. Now he's five. He's so cute. <laughs> and uh, and my wife, Katie, was pregnant with Vera, who's now two. And Katie didn't know what was going to happen with COVID and being pregnant. She was like, I'm just going to stay in my stay in my home. room and yeah. I'm just going to stay home. And I was like, I'll take Albie. And he and I are basically just like do an exploration into the culinary arts every morning. That'll be like Beautiful. first period of his school yeah. will be cooking class. And basically what I did was I would show him pictures of a vacation Katie and I went on. Mm. And like, let's say it was Peru. And I'm like, so this is called Lomo Saltado. And we used to eat that in Peru. And we're going to make that. And we're going to go online and we're going to Google the recipe and we're going to order the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And then we, for that day or the next day, we would make Lomo Saltado. And then I'm like, all right, now here's a picture of us in New Orleans and we're, we're eating beignets. We're going to make a beignet. Now, I've never made a beignet. I've never made a Lomo Saltado. Like, I was doing everything from scratch, having never done it. So th I, those are real examples. You did real examples. Oh, so I did you, these. So you did beignets and Lomo Saltado? Yeah. Hey, wow. And then one of, the, one of my favorite things that Albie and I did during the lockdown was a punch key which uh -huh. is a Polish donut served on Fat Thursday, which is- Served uh, where, in Poland? At Polish bakeries. Uh -huh. I've never been to Poland, but my favorite one here in the States is in, in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and it's called Peter Pan's Donuts. Oh, it's, Peter Pan Donut. Is that uh, one in Greenpoint? Greenpoint. Greenpoint, Greenpoint is the historic Polish neighborhood, yeah. Peter it's, Pan is on point. It's on, um, literally Greenpoint, and it, it is, is on, it was on point. point. It's on point. I went over there, and I didn't know I was going there on Fat Thursday. I was just going there. This was um, February 2020. This mm. was right before mm. COVID hit. And I walked in with Albie, and I'm like, hey, I'll take the uh, glazed and the chocolate or whatever. I was like, why is there such a line today? And yeah. she's like, because it's Fat Thursday. I mean, and everybody's here for the punch keys. I'm like, well, throw in a punch key, whatever that is. <laughs> it changed my life, this Man. donut. I was like, I have to get more into baking. This is the best donut I've ever had in my life. So during the pandemic, Albie and I made them, and it took days. because A lot of fermentation. Just a lot of like, you know, I've, I've heard like the best baker in the world in France can give you his recipe for his croissant mm -hmm. that he sells in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're not going to be able to make it like him. No, no, It's no, not no. about the recipe. It's about the process with Correct. baking so often. Yeah. And I needed things. I needed, like, piping. I had to, like, 
You know, so I'm like cutting straws because there's no stores open. So, so it's like, like I had this, to figure it out. This is like baking 101 for you. Yeah, yeah. And so we did that. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, why haven't we done a Philly pretzel? Mm-hmm. Like Albie should be eating them this yeah. summer in Philly. So I just started my soft pretzel journey, which this was the one that I took really seriously. And it took me months to even get a pretzel to taste even remotely like the one I grew up wow. with. Wow. So you became obsessed. And I can relate to this. I was, when I kind of started this journey, I was making a lot of, European inspired stuff. I was really focusing on that. And my mom was like, hey, you should make pan de coco with your sourdough. And it was like the same light bulb kind of went off. I was like, why haven't I done why this? Yet? I tried that, that is yet. the bread of my my soul. Like that's well, the bread of like, my people. Like, I why th- am I not making it? Would you say, would you agree that it's almost like a daunting task to do that? When it, when something yeah. is so close to yeah, your heart. It's dangerous. You almost go, well, I'm not worthy of making it. It's that. dangerous. It's dangerous because if you get it wrong, yeah, you don't want to deal with the hating. I mean, look, no. it, seems, it seems like you're doing great in Philly, well, but I bet I bet it's nerve wracking. Even if you think it's perfect, you still have, you're like, okay. So now you got to like how give do it to a, people. How do a thousand people in Philadelphia feel about sure. it? Sure. And it's it's scary. It, so it, can, it's really scary. And, and I do think that also like Nobody makes soft pretzels at home in mm-hmm. Philly. Mm-hmm. They're so prevalent everywhere. Right. The street corner, there's a guy selling Philly pretzels. So, like, you would never make them in your house. Mm-hmm. I never met, met anybody who ever made a Philly soft pretzel in their house. I didn't know how to do it. Half the ingredients you can't get at the store. You need baker's lie, which is, like, kind dangerous. of like dangerous. Yep. And you have to learn how to use that. I mean, there's a lot to it where you're just like, I'll just buy it, you know? But because it was a pandemic, because of lockdown. I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to get everything I need and really like trial and error this thing. Mm-hmm. And I would make bags of them and drop them off to other Philly expats that live in Ooh, LA. So you were doing like the, the Like my boy Brian Klugman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who lives, who's a Philly guy, Bradley Cooper. Uh-huh. Boom, here's pretzels. Try these, right? You get some constructive criticism. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, <laughs> and, and then it just slowly, and then yeah. one day I brought a batch out of the oven and Katie was like, Oh, shit. Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> it looked weird. I didn't quite know how to shape them yet or how to, like, keep the shape. But the taste was there. And then, oof, all of a sudden, it went from just dropping off pretzels to friends' porches and, you know, waving through the window to, like, it was all of a sudden people were lining up on my street. <laughs> it looked like it, the, it, the drive through in and out Burger on, like, uh, Galenga. Damn. It was crazy. So I, Sorry, know, eating more pizza fries. No, eat more pizza fries. I know my listeners would love to know. I'd love to know what, whatever you can share with us about your Everything. process. And re- I'm not asking you like, what's your recipe, but like you know, I can give you my recipe. What kind of flour are you using? How are you fermenting? A yeast, sourdough? What do you, you know? Yeah, so I'm I, just curious. I, I, I use packaged yeast, uh-huh. uh, like SAF or something, like the inst- the yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. SAF is that yep, how you say yep, SAF? Yeah, yep. which by the way was really hard to come by during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. People were snatching it up. I was like buying yeast on eBay <laughs> for like ten dollars. There was, like a, $10 there for was a, a black packet. market. There was like a yeast black market and flour. Yeah, I moved around a lot with different flours. I love the Sir Galahad artisan flour. Oh, Galahad. Yeah. Perfect protein content. Yeah, really perfect. Good for yep. gluten making, yep. and that's kind of been the perfect flour. And then I, all right, so most soft pretzels are vegan. Mm. There's no butter, there's no milk, there's mm. nothing like that mm-hmm. in, in pretzels, no egg, whatever. I was like, what would happen if you put a little butter and a little milk in the pretzel? And Enriching. Mm. I just feel like that would make it even softer, Soft. even tastier, even, and yeah, it, the vegans are going to be like, oh, I can't eat that pretzel, but like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, we love you, vegans. Yeah, we love you, vegans. Go to Wetzel's. That's delicious. We love y'all, vegans. Yeah. Just go to Wetzel's. Go to Wetzel's. Go to Annie Ann's. So yours is enriched a little bit with some butter and some milk. 
Yes. Sugar? No, no sugar. but there's natural sugars coming out of the barley malt. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I, I use dry malt barley. When I was making it in my house- Malt powder, like diet. diet yeah, it's like powder. Malt, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was at the house, I was actually using the liquid malt barley, which looks like a molasses. Like oh. Super, super that's thick, you brown, would... syrupy barley malt. Maybe and boil bagels with that. Yeah, malt. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so- that, when you heat that up and you mix that in, that'll create some natural sugars in there. So there's definitely sugars, but I don't add sugar by itself. Mm -hmm. A little bit of salt and butter mm -hmm. and water and milk. And what I a... bring the milk up to a certain temperature, which helps with – actually, I don't know. Maybe you know better than I do. I read somewhere I during the this. time that you bring the milk up to a certain temperature. I mean – what I do is I bring my dough, any dough I make, I bring it up to a desired temperature. So uh, an enriched dough for a croissant or a baguette, you yeah. want that dough mixed. So the milk usually comes cold from the fridge. Exactly. So if you put cold milk in your dough- It's going to change the temperature of the whole dough. 100%. Do you notice that the dough gets warmer when you're mixing it? In yeah. The yeah. There's a reason pizzerias and bakers use spiral mixers because a planetary mixer, yep. which is the one with the big hook, yeah. It gets your dough really hot really fast. So the spiral keeps your dough a little bit cooler so that you can mix it longer, develop more strength, and get to your desired temperature. I never knew this. I'm, I'm doing this by accident. Welcome to Flaky Baking 101 with this is uh, Brian Ford and Adam Shapiro. I love that. You, know, you and but, I have to have a 12-hour dinner. <laughs> here's the thing. Baking is all about instincts, and it seems like you've obviously got the touch. Like You know what's funny? I, I think... It's just that I have a really good North Star. Uh -huh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just know what, what it tastes it like, taste like and what it needs to taste like. And, and I won't accept anything less than that with this pretzel. If you were to ask me to make a croissant right now, I wouldn't even know where to start. Although I do follow you and a bunch of people on yeah. Instagram, and I've seen it. But, that's but I wouldn't know how to it's do that. It's interesting what you're saying, though, because I, I think that I have this conversation all the time. It's like as a cook or a baker or whatever, you know, there's all, there's all these rules, right? There's, yeah. there's like rules that for a long time in the food industry, people follow and kind of glorify. And that's fine. You know, like Neapolitan style pizza's got to be cooked be in this, this oven yeah, at yeah, this yeah, temperature yeah, yeah. with this flour, with this yeast and dissolve the yeast before the salt. I'm like, hey, is it good though? What does it taste like? Is, yeah. it, is it delicious? And what happens if you don't dissolve the yeast yeah, and you put it, it straight into the, to, to the flour? Nothing. Which is what I do. Nothing happens. I spent hours dissolving yeast. No. Hours. <laughs> and then finally, I actually met a baker when we moved into a bakery at a bread bar LA down in El Segundo. That was my first industrial bakery I moved my company to. And it was the first time I worked with a real professional pastry chef and baker. And I showed him my process and my recipe. And he was like, there's some redundancies and some weird things that you do. And I don't know where you pick them up from, but you don't necessarily have to dissolve the yeast no. in the water no. until it starts bubbling like and i was like no you have to that's the way it is and then i tried it without it and it was like fine yeah it was great it works so, so well yeah i mean even like the salt and the yeast thing you ever heard of like if you add the salt and the yeast together it'll the salt will kill the yeast yes i have heard that i think i at this point think that was some kind of urban myth it because like, it's not true you know how many yeast and salt i've touched and made the most beautiful bread yes. of all time. Not, like, it's not a problem. I don't know where that whole situation came from. So we'll be right back after this. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Let's get right back into it. People always talk about, oh, there's no good bagels in L.A. Like, mm-hmm. they're not like New York. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's impossible to make a good bagel in L.A. Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, the water's different, right? So it's going to be different. And that is true. Water, humidity, elevation, mm-hmm. Those things change the consistency of the dough. Yeah, there are several variables. um, But if you wanted to make a New York bagel in L.A., you could do it, right? 100%. 100%. I do it all the time. So it's not about (laughs) the water. It's not about the difference. What I feel like it's about is about that North Star. Yeah. People are very protective about their North Star. That's what I mean. That's really what it is. Here's the issue. If you grew up in L.A., a New York bagel doesn't taste like a bagel to you, Mm -hmm. right? So- the expectations of the the regional customers that you're serving yeah. are going to be different yeah. than the ones that you grew up with. You want to give them the food you love. Yeah. 
But we have to, like, teach them that this is delicious and this is great and this is how we do it over here or over there. <laughs> well, it's also terrifying because, you know, I had a cat from Argentina pull up to the pop-up. Yes. Admittedly, I've never been to Argentina yet, right? But I have several contacts, bakers, friends, colleagues. You know, I talk. Yeah. I research. I learn. I make media lunas. I make fugazeta. And I had an Argentina cat come in. He was like, oh. He's like, let me talk to you about the fugazeta. I was like, my heart's like oh, God. sinks. Oh, I'm like, God. fuck, this dude's going to rip me one. Like, he's, You know what I'm saying? And he's like, this dough was better than anything I've ever had in Buenos Aires. I was like, what? No, I was like, I was like, on the flip side, I don't need that like much. No, but that that uh, that, that shows you that you know when you break the rule a little bit when you, when you don't correct a lot of times you could blow people's minds. Yeah. and I feel like that way with pretzels here. Trust me, everyone's coming up to the pop up going, "Do you have a jalapeno one? Mm-hmm. Do you have one that's got cheese in it? You will. Do you have?" And I I'm bet, like, "I bet you will." Eventually, I bet you will. but in Philly, we don't do jalapeno on a you know all that stuff. But so I've had to sort of yes could i cater to the la audience and mm-hmm. make this shappy pretzel exactly like wetzel's mm-hmm. right every kid is like i love the cinnamon sugar buttery pretzel that i get at the mall or at the lakers game or whatever yeah. yes could i sell those and just make them exactly of course but what i'm trying to do is introduce new people to the pretzel that i love from oh, philly i like that and i'm going to disappoint some people people are going to be like mm, it's not there's no jalapeno on the menu or uh-uh. i want that dipped in sugar i want that coated in chocolate chips mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. right and i'm like that's not how we do it mm-hmm. that's not what we do but go to wetzel's it's delicious there's right? something so, about there's something about this mentality though you're keeping an og Got to keep it OG. And that's hard. That has its It's going to have its ups and downs. So, I mean, on that note, like, so then what's next? Starting tomorrow, we're we're shipping nationwide on Gold Belly. And I I figured out how to, like, do it. I never wanted to ship because I was just worried about the consistency in the product. But what we're basically doing is making them bald without the salt on them. That's what they call pretzels with no salt is baldy. You make them bald, you freeze them immediately. Flash freeze them right as soon as they get out of the oven. Ah, okay. Include a salt packet, so it doesn't cool freeze down. the box, yep, and just send it straight to the customer overnight via Gold Belly. Wow. And all they have to do is thaw it, reheat it, put a little salt on there, a little water. Perfect shappy pretzel. Shappy. Wherever you are in the United States. In all the United States. Listen, so, go get on Gold Belly, man. Go, go Gold get Belly. You some, get go your get shappy you pretzel. Go get you some man. I don't care if you're in New Orleans. I don't care if you're in Miami. I Philly? don't care where you, if you're in Philly, you better get you some shappies. Shappies. You ever in New York, come do a pop-up with me. Uh, Adam Shapiro, you're amazing. I never we, want this podcast to end. It's not, because we're going into our flaky game. Okay, good. We have a little game to play with you. You're a fry connoisseur, it seems like, because you talked about lomo saltado. I, I do to, love I, a fry that's I, coated in things. I wanted to bring that back because I was like, damn. Like, so that's one of the most iconic Peruvian dishes. It's steak. Peppers, onions on top of French fries, and and like <laughs> some gravy. Uh, I wouldn't call it. It's not. It's like more the au jus style. from yeah, the it's steak. It's more like the juice from the steak. So I've got a little bit of trivia for you today okay. uh, about fries. So let's see how oh you do. God. It's very simple, multiple choice. Let's see how deep your fry game really goes as you take bite number ten. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna finish this whole thing. All right. The average American eats about how many pounds of potatoes per year? With French fries being the culprit behind the high consumption. Is it 20 pounds for the average American per year? Is it 1,000 pounds? Maybe for Adam Shapiro. Or is it 46.4 pounds? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it was to 20, but it's 46.4. It's easily 46.4. Welcome to the Flaky Game. You got it right. It's not pounds. healthy to do 46. that. 46.4 pounds. You know what's funny? I, I was working with a nutritionist like back in the day. 
when I was trying to like figure because I just eat like an idiot. I eat like so a kid who's been left home alone by his parents when they forgot him and they went so to the airport. Do I. So like, do I. yeah, I have I'm a problem. Like, it's a little bit of a problem. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure that out, and I'm working. On, I'm working on it right now. I'm working on it right now. You're working. The pretzel with... company didn't like help no, matters. No, 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 no. But I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with food, and I really do get these cravings, and I, and they're very specific. Whatever. I had a nutritionist once tell me, "Listen, make the the French fries yourself, right? If you see how." hard it is to make a great french fry and how long that process right. is. Right, you ain't never gonna really wanna make them. And you'll realize that it's not natural to eat that many french fries. Like the human body should only be able to eat as many french fries as you can make. Yeah. If you're just eating them every day. It's the same, for- with, it's the same with like sliced store-bought ingredients list this big bread. Like if you eat a sandwich with that kind of bread every day. It's not good for your, your body. body you, that's why when you make fresh bread with good flour, your body doesn't react that bad. It's why when everybody goes on vacation in Italy and they're like, I thought I was going to put on 100 pounds and I lost weight. And it's like, yeah, because it's real ingredients. And you also have to walk a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's true Got too. a couple more questions for you here. All right. Build as the creme de la creme pommes frites. The plate of the most expensive French fries costs how much? In US dollars. Is it $200? I can't wait to read you the ingredients on this. This is insane. Is it $200, is it $99, or is it $788? It's just a plate of fries. 90, it was the 91. 99, it is, it is $200. What's, what's truffle? Yeah, so. (laughs) It's the truffle. It includes upstate chipper back potatoes. Okay. Vintage 2006 Dom Perignon Champagne. That's ridiculous. J'ai le bon French Champagne. You're drinking it. I don't know. They, don't are they putting I, that in the fries? I think dough? they're putting this in the fries. Okay. Cage-free goose fat from France. Well, I've had some good duck fat fries, and that does make a difference. Oh, yeah. That makes goose versus duck fat. What do you think the difference would be? Cuter. Have you? Yeah. Just like you're saying goose. It, yeah. makes, it makes me think like, oh, shit, I'll spend 100 bucks. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, spend goose. an extra 100 bucks because they use goose fat. Yeah, they're adorable. If it was just duck fat, I'd spend... Ten bucks. Just like a common street duck. Just like the ducks that are by canals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know I'm like a... street duck fat. I'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> street street duck fat fries. Yeah, yeah. Add it to the add it to. We the probably list. make some people sick with that shit. Yep. Also have street some duck. <laughs> truffle salt, truffle oil. Yes, um, truffle. Pecorino tartufolo, shaved breck. Some bro, okay. What, All right. No, no, no. I will say, and my <laughs> wife knows this. I vehemently do not like truffle. Mm. I don't like the smell, mm. the taste, the flavor. Nothing. I'm upset. I'm I, celebrating because I, I hate Trump. This is hilarious. <laughs> I People always think that you're going to be so happy that they put it on the fucking thing you just ordered. And I'm like, yeah, and I'll have the French fries. And then they bring out some truffle fries. And I look at them w- with disdain on my face. I'm like, okay. you just ruined the fries. I am dying right now. So listeners at home, y'all, check it out, fam. Like, I got to let you know, too. I'm dead inside right now. I went to a dinner with my friend Daniele. Italian chef, and he made us this really beautiful uh, short rib dish with polenta, and he shaved black truffle on it. And as I left this house, he gives me in my hand like three really beautiful Ooh. black truffles. He's like, "Hey, do you want these?" I'm like, "Sure." And that's so, like amazing. So right? today, a- today, as we were driving here, I was like, "Damn, I, sh- I was gonna bring those put truffles the truffle on there, to put them on the <laughs> shave them on thing. there." Yeah, I was going to. <laughs> I I don't like truffles. I really don't like the I smell. I dodged a bullet. Then I got one more question for you. Then we're gonna close out today, man. Yeah. Yes. And this one's actually interesting to me. How do people, how do you think people in Vietnam eat their French fries? All right. Is it with ketchup? Is it? I don't think it's ketchup. 
Is it with vinegar and mayonnaise? Mm, it's closer. Is it with butter and sugar? Or is it with salt? Oh, geez. Mayonnaise and mm. vinegar. That seems... Mayonnaise... What was this third one? Uh, sugar and... Butter and sugar. Butter and sugar. Butter and sugar! Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, well, you know, ketchup is a is it's like ketchup. an American mm-hmm. condiment, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, huh, yeah. Yes. Ketchup was created sure. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Heinz factory. Fucking Pennsylvania. Did Pennsylvania invent all of food? Like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, we could really deep dive into this, but Pennsylvania <laughs> was, for immigrants coming to the United States mm. through Ellis Island, a lot of times the furthest they could get to the rural areas from New York City was Pennsylvania. Mm. And so you have these colonies in Pennsylvania where you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like the Pennsylvania Dutch, the Amish country up there. Right. And they're the ones who brought the pretzels. Oh, so thanks to them, Shappies exists. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't think that it's like weird, actually, that so many things sort of came out Uh, of Pennsylvania mm, because I just think there were so many cultures moving to the United States and spreading out amongst rural Pennsylvania and like bringing all these different things. I don't know. You're not necessarily wrong about the fact that that's basically where our food culture comes from. It's it's where we're the immigrants. Like, you know, there's not great Chinese food in New Orleans. Well. Um, just look at immigration pattern. Right. Just, there were no Chinese people really that came there. So you Interesting thing, that. though, about the Asian culture and sweet fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something to look into and try, huh? I actually, this episode was great. I mean, we covered a lot of different types of random food facts, and I feel like I have learned a lot from you. And as we close the episode out, we love to talk about ways that you help out communities, help out different communities, or oh, make a difference in the I world. I love this part of and your podcast. I believe that uh, Hilarity for Charity is something yes, that HFC. Is, means a lot to you. So why don't you tell myself and my listeners... What is Hilarity for Charity and why is it so important to you? Well, this was a, you know, I've had family with Alzheimer's. Uh, I've had family in my family and my wife's family pass away of Alzheimer's, dementia. You know, one of the things I love about HFC, by the way, HFC was started by Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and Lauren Miller Rogen. Correct. Who are two of the best best people I've ever met in Hollywood. So they started this amazing organization called Hilarity for Charity or HFC. One of the unfortunate things about dementia and Alzheimer's is that no cure yet, but the research that's going into it is making huge strides. Just recently, there Mm. was a huge stride in understanding what it is that causes dementia and Alzheimer's. And and there's starting to be like medications now that pharmaceutical companies are figuring out to like stave it off and to like delay it and prevent it. And So HFC raises a lot of money for the prevention and the cure of Alzheimer's and the research going uh, into that. One of the most challenging and unfortunate parts of the disease is it's very difficult for the caretakers. Mm. It's very difficult for the family and close friends of the person affected to now change their lives with no experience being a caretaker, no experience being with this specific family member acting this way or having these issues. And it's a real life changer for people. And one of the things HFC does is provide financial aid to caregivers, resources to caregivers, information to caregivers. They're constantly thinking about the caregivers because ultimately without the cure and without medicine preventing it, our front line on dementia and Alzheimer's are the caregivers. Right. And a lot of times 
that's a really fucking expensive proposition. Yeah, yeah. You know, so people are having to quit their job to be a full-time caretaker at home. People are having to hire full-time help, which is insanely expensive. So HFC is taking that in, into really shining a light on that issue specifically. Mm-hmm. And they do it with humor. There's something about humor that's sort of the great equalizer. It it brings the conversation down to a more personal, comfortable level. Mm. And I think that's one of the hardest things about something like caregiving. It's like people don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's difficult. People don't want to like put it out there. And so the humor is like this gateway, this like entry into the conversation. Right. And it was for me. How can we? How can our listeners help? I mean, oh yeah, this... follow HFC on the on the socials. Go to uh, HFC. Wearehfc.com is the website, and there's events all the time. We have a great HFC has a great yearly special that's been on Netflix the past couple years, which is the Hilarity for Charity event, and it's crazy. I mean, it's like. John Mayer's performing and Snoop Dogg's there and like the biggest stars do these performances and it's and they get comedians like everybody. I mean, literally from Chris Rock to Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to get involved. But, the, you know, the biggest thing for HFC is just raising five dollars there, ten dollars there. You go to HFC. We are HFC dot com. You can just make little donations, like literally just five bucks. They really focus on the caregivers and they focus on like opening up the conversation with humor. And I love that. Thank you, Adam, for sharing that with of us. Course. That, Thank that was... you for allowing me the space. <laughs> I can tell that along with the pretzels and the pizza fries that this issue is also very near and dear to your heart. And, you you know, I really appreciate you coming and talking and sharing. Make sure you're on the website, following the socials so that we can make a difference uh, in brain health research and education. Yes. Adam Shapiro, thank you so much for coming on Flaky Biscuit, man. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you. I can't wait to continue this over dinner. You're there. You're there. You guys are all there. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, fam. If you want to make pizza fries for yourself, which I know you do, and your family and your friends, because it's pizza and fries combined, you can find the recipe on Shondaland.com. And of course, as usual, I want to know how it goes. I want to see how cheesy. I want to see where you're getting your sauce from. You go into that pizzeria, you're making a sauce yourself. I don't know. Let me know. Tag me, at Artisan Brian. Also tag Adam, at Shappy Shaps. Tag Shondaland, of course. Post your videos, your photos. Send us messages, comments. Get into Discord. Let's chat about it. Tell us how you did. My advice would be to use the waffle fry, because you already know there was some success with that today. Gives you a nice balance of cheese sauce and some pepperoni if you want. Oh, other comment, don't put truffles on it. Um, And don't forget to check out Hilarity for Charity at wearehfc.org. You can find all the websites and handles I mentioned in the show notes for this episode. Fam, if you like Flaky Biscuit, you already know what to do. Leave us a rating, review, share, subscribe. You already know we coming through with the best food podcast content out there, so you might as well let everybody else know that too. Flaky Biscuit is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our creative producer is Bridget Kenna, and our editor and producer is Nicholas Harder, with music by Crucial. Recipes from Flaky Biscuit can be found each week on Shondaland.com. Subscribe to the Shondaland YouTube channel for more Flaky Biscuit content. Flaky Biscuit is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com you know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 